Good evening and welcome to Swimming with the Fish, where we are here tonight to talk about people who need to be fired, but not us. I'm Crutch, and as always, I'm here with the Chief and the Goon. Good evening, gentlemen. Well, it's hard to get fired from somewhere that you're not getting paid. Well, that's true. I've seen volunteers get fired, trust me. I'm sorry, we don't need your help. <laughs> this is more like slave labor, wouldn't you say, Goon? I, I would agree, it is. But, you know, n- nothing nothing can dampen my mood today. It was graduation day for the one and only goon child. Bravo, bravo, hooray, hooray, hooray. Yes, you can now count yourselves, as you'll find out tomorrow, one of the proud parents who did not become a grandparent during high school years. Wow. That's, that's a good thing. It's not an uncommon thing. That's the problem. Yeah, it's 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 funny. We should uh, we should start on such a wonderful high note. And w- once again, congratulations to the goon child. That's a yes. a monumental um, and thankfully singular event in their life. Indeed, um, because nobody should go back to high school. Uh, um, she she agrees with you. <laughs> like I'm never going back there. Unless well, you teach we, it, of course. As we left, I realized that um, both uh, the hurricane and myself and the goon child are now free from the People's Republic of Montgomery County public school system. They have okay. no more influence in our lives. And while walking down the steps from the stadium where we had the graduation, I was heard to say, free at last, free at last. <laughs> you should have scuffed the sand off your sandals as you left. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been that would have been awesome. <laughs> Completely biblical there. I'll put a link in for those of you who are not biblically inclined. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, that's a good story. That's a great story to start off with, one can always appreciate when, when a school can produce a well-rounded individual to graduate. Unfortunately, there are schools out there, and this kind of ties into our topic. Tonight, we're going to talk about people we think need to be fired. And I'm going to start right off the bat with a wonderful school down in a tiny little town uh, in Texas where the teacher decided to hand out some extra special awards to some of the students. I wouldn't call well, them the awards, stu- Bob. <laughs> Well, you're right. It doesn't actually say award. A young lady named Lizeth Villanueva, she's an honor student, received a certificate from her teacher. And on the certificate, it said, most likely to become a terrorist. When her teacher handed it to her, the award was supposed to be a joke at the end of the year. Um, she was very upset. Didn't think it was funny at all. Her mom was very upset. Her mom, uh, Anna Hernandez. Uh, told the Washington Post, I was surprised because my daughter has been doing well in the honors program. This is a young lady. She's a Salvadoran American, seventh grader, academic honors. And uh, the professor basically said that some people might get offended, but she didn't care about their feelings. She was pretty much laughing about it. The uh, The parents were not laughing about it. A 13-year-old student named Sydney Caesar was, uh, she's a, um, she's an African-American young lady. And she received an award that said, most likely to blend in with white people. All right, now, first of all, how do you know that she's African-American? We have her picture. Okay, really? Do you have her DNA? I'm sorry. She's black. Okay, thank you. Okay, I apologize. She's black. Because for those of you who don't know, 
my my dad actually goes to schools telling people that just because you're black you're not african-american and then he breaks it down for him and so he's done it so many times that, that now it is ingrained in me and i have been spouting off the same thing i'm sorry my privilege shown through you need to put but, your privilege uh, in check i will put my privilege in check so she's um she's 13 years old and here she is holding this out and I don't, I don't care what color you are. 13 years old is an impressionable age. You don't need adults telling you that you'll blend in with white people if you're not white or if you're blending with black people if you're not black or any of the other such silliness. Um, so we basically decided that um, this teacher, the school district responded to the incident by, uh, by saying that the, the Channel View ISD administration would like to apologize for the insensitive and offensive fake mock awards that were given to students. I'd like to assure all the students, parents, community members that the award statements and ideals do not represent the district's vision, mission, and educational goals. They did add that an investigation is ongoing and that the teachers involved have been disciplined. I don't think that's enough. Normally, I don't think people should lose their livelihood for stupidity. This is not stupid. This is mean. And if you're mean to kids, you get to go. I'm with you. I vote for firing. Yeah, because, I mean, it's different if you're seeing kids for one time and you're not going to see them again. But when impressioning kids is your job, one would think that you'd do a better job at it. Maybe that's just me. I've read this story three times over a period of, I think the first time this story appeared in the news was uh, back in the 26th of May. So it's been about three weeks. And I've read the story three times in, in preparation for this show, and I get irritated after each time. It's just one of those things that gets under your skin, and you sit there and you think, what kind of decrepit, depraved mind would look at a 13-year-old or a 14-year-old and say, I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to go in with like a shiv, and I'm going to cut your heart out? Because what do you say to these kids, I mean, at this point? Uh, you could say the same thing that some of these teachers are saying when they want to be impregnated or other stuff. I, I don't know what it is with the schools today, and I know that the goon ha- has been relieved of his I have to go and function in the school at some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. Free, free at last, brother. <laughs> free at last. But, you know, those of us with younger kids still have to deal with this, and it only gets worse, and my oldest is just starting high school so i can't wait for that and i'm sure i'm going to hear stories and my younger one uh if if he's the same rico suave that he was in middle school will this will this will just cause so many problems i do not want to deal with rico suave i uh I can certainly give you some tips that I used when dealing in, with the People's Republic that worked remarkably well when I came upon, uh, well, let's just call it bureaucratic incompetence, shall we? <laughs> Was it by any chance looming over them with a stern look? Because you're yeah. a good loomer, Goon. I, I, am, I am larger than the average bear. That is, that is true. <laughs> and, you know, uh, that doesn't work as well in the People's Republic. What does work well is if the dad doesn't keep showing up and only shows up when he, when it's really important. As long as you don't come in like a raving lunatic, they, they kind of listen to you. But the bureaucrats do nothing. We, we had an issue with Goonchild. I can't even remember what it was. She was shunted off to the one of the vice principals, and the vice principal was doing 
nothing. It had something to do with the. Uh, she was being harassed on the bus. I think. I think that's what it was. There was a single kid involved, and I was like, "Well, what are you going to do about it? Because if you don't do anything about it, then I'm going to do something about it, and that's just not going to end well for anyone." And this lady was like, "Well, you know, uh, we're going to have to look at this for a few days and see what's going on." And I smiled, and I said, "No." Here's what we're going to do. I have an appointment tomorrow morning with Bill. Uh, Bill is uh, the first name of the principal at the Goon Childs High School. Mm. I, I do not know Bill. Not enough to call him Bill, but she doesn't know that. <laughs> and I said, why don't you go check his calendar and see, because I'm going to need you there, and you're going to explain to your boss why you can't seem to resolve this and why we now have to waste his valuable time. And bureaucrats don't like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she looked and well, by God, I had an appointment. I wasn't bluffing. And guess what happened? Problem solved. Uh huh. See, I, I child take, disappeared. <laughs> I take a more Jason Statham approach to those things. <laughs> oh, good God! When, when I'm when, thinking of every movie he did, and none of those will end well for the kid. <laughs> well, because the, there's when you're talking to a child, you're not going to get through. But when you go to the parent of the child and say, you know, he's already made one mistake. Don't make the next one the last one he ever makes. And they they, <laughs> they understand that they need I, to... <laughs> to be honest with you, Chief, and for a moment there, I thought you were going to say by going Statham, you were going to take your shirt off. <laughs> no, I do not do that. Because <laughs> he does that a lot in his movies, I'm just saying. Yes, he does. <laughs> he does a lot of things in his movies that I would not do ever. Yeah, uh, the parents were contacted, by the way, immediately by... Uh, by the uh, uh, bureaucratic uh, uh, obstacle over there at the People's Republic school system and uh, they were brought into this whole thing and let them know that their precious little snowflake was uh, a jerk and it was going to stop and uh, some large hulking figure might have been seen at the bus stop (laughs) (laughs) not doing it just observing it's a nice morning for a walk say Somebody thought that was a cosplayer doing their part of Hagrid but hey Bring bring (laughs) bring the goon dogs with me Wait a second. Are the goon- well, yeah, the goon dogs are big, aren't they? Yeah, but they're golden retrievers, so it it sort of it sort of evens out, right? Big and goofy. They're not Rottweilers or anything else that's foaming at the mouth and barking and in the spiked collar. <laughs> yes. They 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 slobber a little though, and you know if you don't like being slobbered on, that could be an effective concern. <laughs> hello, hello, I love you, I love you. Here, have some dog saliva. Oh, uh, speaking of dog saliva. <laughs> And accept it, accepting the honor for the Segway of the Week Award. <laughs> oh, because you guys know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, um, speaking of dog saliva, there was a lot of uh, yapping uh, from the perennial uh, purient pooch, Kathy Griffin. <laughs> um, did you like that? I just I, made that up, too. Bravo. I wish I had, I could honestly say that I wrote that down, but that was like right off the top of my head. If I was wearing a hat, I'd take it off to you right now. No, that's in three weeks. Well, as long as that's the only thing you take off. Let's not go there about the pants. What? So anyway, Kathy Griffin decided to exercise her First Amendment rights. And while one would naturally think that that would be the person I think that should be fired, I'm going to segue a little, and I'm sure I'm going to get a little flack from the Chief and the Goon, I don't think Kathy Griffin should be fired. Certainly not by me, and not by me going to some company and saying, because she's your spokesperson, I'm not going to buy your product, boycott stuff. I let the markets decide that. I let Squatty Potty, her big sponsorship there, 
they decided to part ways and they didn't need me to go tell them to, you know, squat on her. Anyway, I think the person who really, really, really needs to be fired with regard to the Kathy Griffin story is this misguided, I want to call her an attorney because they call her an attorney in, 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 in the story, but she's not smart enough to tie her own shoes. Her name's Lisa Bloom. It turns out she's the daughter of another ambulance chaser named Gloria Allred. And like mother, like daughter, um, neither of them is quite smart when it comes to who to pick as client and how to present the case. So Lisa Bloom decides that after all that Ms. Griffin has done, and for those of you who don't know the story, which I don't know how you would not know the story at this point, as part of a performance art project or whatever, uh, she had a mannequin head with a Donald Trump mask on it covered in blood and was holding it like an ISIS figure with a decapitation. She has drawn a lot of criticism from the right from the left, from people in the entertainment business, from the political spectrum, and from just about everybody else. There's been a few people who are, you know, diehard Kathy fans, so, you know, obviously she's got some support, tiny, tiny that it is. However, she did sort of do the right thing at first. It was a little plastic and a little unbelievable, but she got on there without any makeup on, so she looks like she's, you know, been really, you know, horribly thinking about what she's done. And she did apologize. She didn't apologize to the president, mind you. She apologized to the people, you know, who were yelling at her because she was an idiot. And had she stopped there, she probably would have been okay in a year or so, you know, do a couple of toothpaste commercials and, you know, kind of come back. No, she decided that she was going to pull the bully car, which is a little irritating. So she hires this uh, attorney, Lisa Bloom, and they have a press conference. And now everything is, oh, woe is me. The Trumps are trying to destroy my career. And I'm like, no, actually, what they basically did was sort of that whole bullfighter move. You were well on destroy to destroying it. And they just got out of your way. And, and so anybody who would want to pick up Ms. Bloom as your representative, let me suggest you save your money because we've decided she needs to be fired. Well, knowing who she is and what she's done to others, we both know that that's probably not going to happen. In fact, probably not. some people are applauding. But again, why, and, and this has been pointed out by many other people, why do we select the, the person who's not the victim and try to bolster them up. It's like, if if I hit you, and then I am now suing you because my hand is hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I'm going to sue you because the coffee I bought in the morning spilled on me, and it was hot. Oh, are you picking on the old lady at McDonald's now? Yep. Okay. But she doesn't need to be fired. She probably doesn't work. She was old. She and she excuse. did get a lot of money. She has an excuse. Oh, okay. Um, but by the way, I have conducted this week uh, for your behalf and at considerable uh, effort to myself a, a special goon poll on this issue. And um, we do have a trend in people who think uh, Kathy should be fired. I have talked to liberals and conservatives, to males and females, to children and adults. And uh, the poll is uh, 100% of the people sampled have said, yep, out of a cannon. Well, I don't think Crush was part of that poll then. Well, my thinking was basically that, you know, if people who are going to do business with her want to stop doing business with her, that's certainly their choice. 
I personally am not going to be calling businesses and say, stop doing business with Kathy. That's not my job. But yeah. Everybody has a right to walk into a threshing machine. I'm not going to stop you. We discussed this last week. This is sort of a Dixie Chicks moment, right? I mean, they they uh, they kind of torpedoed. They upset their uh, demographic, the demographic that is their biggest audience. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, they weren't popular anymore. And there was a lot of whining and complaining about that. And and I suspect there will be from Kathy too, because she's upset a lot of people. I I read an article. I just tried to find it again for you guys, and I cannot locate it, but it seemed to say that uh, several of her comedy events and and, uh, shows have been canceled as well because people are like... Yeah, actually, every event in 2017. Oh, my. It's going to be hard to get money. I I hope that lavish lifestyle that was being lived didn't take too much of a toll on this person. Well, you know, her being an F-level celebrity... She's D-list, okay? Probably, probably not had well, she was D-list. She's now effed. <laughs> She's you, probably going got... to have to give up the extra long double wide. I'm just saying. Do you know who has been more effed than her? No, pray tell, tell us. Who would that be? To many people in our D.C. metro area, that would be the Washington Redskins. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. You, you know who owns them? Oh. Oh, 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 Mr. Cotter, pick me. Oh, oh, pick me. Goon. Let's pick him. In the front. Uh, that, would be, that would be Dan Snyder. And that is who I say should be fired. This, this man has single-handedly ruined a team because of his hubris and other things where I just want to do the way that I want to do it. But I think, I think the worst thing that he's ever done is he sold people peanuts that had gone stale a, a, the previous year and had an airline logo on them. Oh, my God. Now, how how does a person justify that? I mean, when you go, you go for an experience. You don't go for year-old... <laughs> that old, was an experience. <laughs> American Airlines, <laughs> you know, year-old peanuts. Oh, my God. Uh, well, you got to get so, them from somewhere. So, wait, let me see if I understand. These are the peanuts that even the airline wouldn't use. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's low. And and he had another brilliant idea, which was selling beer in the restroom. Because that's where, you know, I mean, if you're getting rid of it, they just want to fill it right back. Here's another cup. I don't get it. I don't get what the, the man's problem is. I mean, I personally don't like that uh, team because they suck. And... That's not going to change anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. And as long as he's at the helm, I'm pretty much guaranteed that they will continue to suck. The sucking will continue. I felt a breeze here in the goon studio, and it must be them sucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not even at their summer camp, but they've already failed because he's at the helm. I, I understand they've actually already been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, you know... I used to be when uh, in a much earlier, uh, much earlier time. Uh, I, I used to be a Washington Redskins fan. I was born just outside D.C. The Colts had uh, disappeared in the middle of the night. Thank you, Mayflower. And all we had was uh, was the Redskins. And at the time, there he had a, a different owner. No, was, no less, no less quirky. But he was actually able to put it together from time to time. Well, yeah, you know, it had two boys that uh, you know. He builds the stadium and renames the town after his two sons. Unfortunately, his two sons were named Ralph and John, so the town got renamed Ral John, and 
Nobody would call it that because it's just a dumb name. But he did at least put some effort into putting together a quality product. Um, Mr. Snyder has never put together a quality product. Mr. Snyder has uh, poisoned an entire team by allowing a rift between his coach and his quarterback to fester. Said quarterback has moved on to other locations, and the coach is gone, I'm thinking, if I'm not mistaken. Multiple so, coaches, uh, because... Mul- <laughs> oh, that's true, yeah. Every, every couple of years, there's a It was new like one. a door. <laughs> it's where you go to take a couple of seasons off for vacation. Then you go to a real team. Sorry, sorry, Redskins fans. Yeah. I actually uh, seriously mean that. I really find I can't really blame the players on this one. If it's completely disorganized and crazy up at the top, what do you expect? Yeah, and that's the problem. If you If you have an executive who really doesn't know what he's doing, Whatever your product is, whether it's a sports franchise or a business or even a state, um, is uh, likely to run afoul of, of, uh, of good times. A case in point might be the great state of Connecticut. Uh, Goon, you're familiar with the state of Connecticut. I grew up there, in fact. Well, then, you've, uh, you've heard about the, uh, the new tax bill that they passed up there. Oh, my goodness, yes. You know, you know, Connecticut has always had its woes. It has uh, the two or three poorest cities in the nation those being New Britain, Hartford, and I believe New Haven. Uh, New Haven, by the way, home of Yale University, one of the poorest cities in the nation. Let let that sink in. Uh, <laughs> never that had seems, <laughs> That seems like a dichotomy, but okay. Yep. Never had a, a state income tax until Rhino uh, Governor Lowell Weicker instituted it a few years ago after I had moved away, thankfully. Lucky you. Yeah, but I moved here, so how lucky is that, right? Mm, well, there's that. And uh, and and now do do tell what what would uh, their current governor uh, I forget his name. Well, let's just call him governor soon to be fired because <laughs> we, we think he needs to be fired. Yeah, he went and um, they had a bill that was designed to raise taxes on beds and breakfasts. Bed and breakfasts. I have no idea what the plural of bed and breakfast is. You sound like you're going a little bit, uh, a little bit smeggle golem on me. <laughs> it's like it's like attorneys general. You know, is it beds and breakfasts? Right. Anyway, basically, inside this this new tax bill, uh, they've also implemented a motor vehicle registration fee and a provision to raise the income tax on Connecticut's top earners from six point nine nine to a whopping seven point four nine percent. The bill would also impose a retroactive tax on individuals, families, and owners of small businesses who earn a half a million dollars or more. It would also provide a temporary budget relief, but could also have long-term negative consequences, because we all know that taxes are a negative incentive. Yep, that'll cause people to move out. Well, you know, that's funny that you should mention that, because basically that's what's happening. And every time they do one of these tax increases, the people who would be paying those taxes, you know, the people with money, you know, the people with enough money to leave, mm, yeah, they leave. So, for example, <laughs> their their income receipts were $267 million lower than projections. It's, it's a total mess up there. And growing up, it was, um, they encouraged you not to smoke. Smoking was bad. And the way they encouraged you not to smoke is they kept ramping up the cigarette tax. I mean, I quit a long, long time ago. But basically, the tax was somewhere in the vicinity of 40% of the price of the product. And I said, no, I'm not going to pay any of that. And I stopped, I stopped smoking. And I kept thinking to myself, you know, one of the reasons I stopped is because it was costing too much. Yeah, I mean, it used to be like 35 cents a pack. Yeah, I quit at a dollar. Ladies and gentlemen, last time I looked, I was at a 
7-Eleven buying my Powerball ticket. God, please let me win tonight. (laughs) (laughs) And um, this gentleman was buying a pack of cigarettes, and the guy behind the counter said, $12. And I looked to see whether or not he was holding an entire carton, and and no, he was holding a pack of cigarettes. $12 for a pack of cigarettes. Luckily, I have had God's good common sense to quit long before it got to $12, but you quit because it costs. So I don't understand the concept where supposedly intelligent civil servant chief executives of a state get this idea that we can just raise the tax and nothing will change other than we get more money. And and let's look at the economy of the great state of Connecticut for a minute, shall we? When, when I lived there, the, the main employer, the, the, the companies earning the most money and thus contributing the most via taxes, mm-hmm. were the defense contractors, people like United Technologies Corporation. You know those guys, right? Sure. Pratt & Whitney, Sikorsky, Helicopter. Um, they also own some other things that are non-defense related, like Otis Elevator. And and most of them are, in fact, headquartered over there in the Nutmeg State. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they're a constitution state now, but we can talk about why that is on another uh, show. It's it's a very humorous story. Okay. Um, next after that were a lot of the small businesses, right? Because uh, the goon's brother-in-law uh, is an electrician there, has his own small business, and was doing quite well. But this is this is going to affect him. Now, The who do we think the biggest employer in the state of Connecticut is? Because it is no longer the defense companies. Electric Boat has gone away. Pratt & Whitney moved almost all of their manufacturing to uh, the south. Um, Otis Elevator has several other plants and uh, Hamilton Standard which did things like for the for the Apollo moon missions has a different name now and there weren't very many cars in the parking lot the last time I drove by there wow would it be the insurance companies it is not the insurance companies they were always um, it was usually maybe they were number one and defense was number two now it's neither of them are are, are one or two number one is and I pause now for the chief to elucidate the morgue? No. <laughs> Think again. The chief will elucidate. <laughs> that would be the casino. But the it's, yes, the, it's it's on the way to the morgue. You know. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, perhaps so. The 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 uh, tribal owned casinos. There are at least two. There may be more, but I know of two. There are the largest employer and largest money maker in the state. Wow. Well, you then, mean money taker because the house well, always wins. Well, yeah. well, okay, look. If you enjoy gambling and you want to go spend a few bucks and have some fun at the casino, great. But if you're one of the folks that spends lots and lots of time there, it's because you don't understand math. <laughs> well, there's that. Uh, so but this yeah, is basically this is basically Vegas of New England. Right. So that's number one. Insurance companies are number two, with one company being the by far the big elephant in the room. Any guesses? The Hartford. Nope. They're actually one of the small fry. They're actually a pretty nice company to deal with. A little shout-out to them. Uh, the goon has always enjoyed his association with the Hartford. Noah, that would be Aetna. Oh. They, um, they have the biggest... Well, o- yep. Wow, that's a, that is dredging up an old slogan for them. Thank you. Uh, they have the biggest office building in the state. When, when it was built, it might have even been before the Pentagon and might have been the biggest office building in the country. It's, it's this enormous brick edifice on, uh, uh, just outside of downtown Hartford. And uh, gee, gee uh, 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 Crutch, who, so who's talking about leaving the state? Well, would, would that be the insurance companies? Uh, at, uh, it would be. Yeah. So how is this going to raise more money, uh, Governor? 
With due respect, even because I can't remember your name. Uh, I believe his name is Malloy. Uh, yes, it is. Governor Malloy, how, how is that going to work exactly? Have you thought this through? Maybe we ought to put our thinking cap on and give this a little more thought before we open our yap. On second thought, I vote to fire him. Agreed. He's fired. Well, you know, if if we're just going to fire people due to stupidity... <laughs> We're going to need more cannons. Not only are we going to need more cannons, but, you know, there's a statement that you had said before where, you know, things are just up in the air when you, or the air is where you're going to pull all this new money from, maybe. Mm-hmm. There's something else that's in the air, and that would be... What sat- else is in the air, Chief? That would be satellite dishes. And there's a man named Charlie Ergen. Oh, I know him! I used to be a customer of his. <laughs> Well, did did you know how he ran his ship? Who's Charlie Ergen? He is the co-founder of Dish Network. Ah, yes, and appears on all of their commercials, and and some call, that I believe were called Charlie Chats. I think. How quaint! Yes, he, he, se- he se- seemed like a nice, warm individual. Not so, Chief. No, he actually. If you if you know the site Glassdoor, there were stories that made it sound like working there was Resident Evil. That it was a survival horror game. (laughs) That as soon as you got in there, you were contemplating ways to escape. Oh my god, that reminds me of when when Mrs. Crutch used to work for MCI at the call center, cold calling. That's a special, that's a ring of hell, all by itself. Well, cold calling, you know why the person's upset. Here, (laughs) if you were, you were told to work overtime. And then when you complained about not getting paid for said overtime, you were just told to leave. And when you left, you would get a negative report on your performance. And those were called badge reports. And you were <laughs> you were basically told that, uh, you know, too many of those, you'll get fired. When, when you would have to go on mandatory trips, if you were to ever tip over 15%, you were told to reimburse. You had... <laughs> This place, uh, I think in 2014, was dubbed America's worst company to work for. And and that's saying something, because we've got some really terrible places that you could work. I mean, that means that people contemplating going to work was like, you know, I could be a crack dealer, and <laughs> that would be a I better life choice. I could work a slaughterhouse <laughs> in Chicago. Wow. You, you know, uh, you've just explained something to me. You've explained to me why I had the experience I had with Dish Network. You mean when you called their support or just in general? Well, it wasn't a support issue. Um, have, have we got two minutes for me to uh, elaborate? Always have time for you, Goon. I was a customer. We weren't even expecting you to be here today. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm delighted to be here and be here on time, mostly because I was afraid you'd put me on the list. <laughs> Well, you were right. So Yeah, see, I, I thought so. Um, you know, we had been customers of Dish Network for pretty close to 10 years. And I think we had, um, this was before they had the hopper and you could do multiple rooms from one box. You, you basically had to buy another box if you wanted television in another room. And as Goonchild was getting older, we decided that when we moved into uh, Stately Goon Manor, we wanted to put a, a TV for her in her room. Nice. Okay. And so we called and said, well, how much would that be? And the answer at the time was something on the order, well, that's going to be $250. Say what? <laughs> right. And are, they, are they supplying the TV? 
I thought I was getting my own satellite. <laughs> it's just parked in geosynchronous orbit right over your house. Right over, right. There it is, Goonchild 1. And, and I was kind of dumbfounded, so I pointed out to the person on the phone that a new technology was in my neighborhood. It was called Fios by Verizon. <laughs> and if I were to switch to Fios, I would be paying a month about $100, which was a little more than what I was going to be paying Charlie, but not not really a lot. And that the, to deal with this person again. No, they would come over and put in uh, as many rooms as I wanted, and then uh, I would only be charged a couple of bucks a month for the um, for the little boxes. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were they said, "Well, fine, you should do that then." <laughs> really? So you were calling your bluff, which wasn't yeah, a bluff. It, no, it wasn't. I called Verizon the next day. <laughs> I I sent all their stuff back to them. And uh, except for they wanted some part that is actually sits on the dish. And I said, well, your guys came and installed the dish on my roof, and I'm afraid I eat. So if you want that part, you come and get it. And they said, no, that's okay. You can keep it. So it's still up there. I've left the dish on the roof as a reminder, you know. I you pro- still have the dish on the roof? Yeah, yeah it does nothing. <laughs> and it's still there looking at Satellite Charlie 1. I should paint I Hate Charlie or something like that on it. I hadn't really thought about that till today. And then what happened was, um, after we, I mean, the answer there was easy, right? Just switch. You know, these guys don't have it together, and we did that. We got pestered for months. Wouldn't you like to come back? Wouldn't you like to come back? Oh, wouldn't you like to come back? And I go, well, I don't know. Would you like to have, say, hot needles pushed through your palm? (laughs) Because that's what it was like dealing with your company, Charlie. Hey, and and, and what I want to say through that experience is, sorry, Charlie, you're fired. So just to to top that off, because your experience apparently was not unique. <laughs> I'll I'll just bet. But wait, there's more. Yes, Dish uh, Dish Network could face twenty four billion dollars in fines. <laughs> billion with a B. Yes, I mean they uh, they already owe two hundred and eighty. They already owe, not could owe, but owe. $280 million because of probably what the goon has just stated. There were robocalls that would not stop. You put them on the do not call list and they were, oh, okay, that means I need to call you more from a different state. And oh. so there is a 475 page ruling uh, that states that under no circumstances are these people... I mean, it's more like a cease and desist or uh, another piece of paper that obviously didn't do well, you know, a uh, restraining order. (laughs) 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 Because, my goodness, you know, you left, you wanted to be left alone, and they're like, no, no, I I don't think I've wasted enough of your time today. (laughs) Let let me tell you about what else I can do that's going to take you off. So... I, I forgot to mention something that I did that until now I wasn't proud of, but now I am. <laughs> when they would call, and, and it was happening a lot, at one point I called, and I, or they called me, and I listened to them, and I responded a couple of times, and I set the phone down on the counter, and I went into the other room and watched my Verizon TV for 45 minutes. <laughs> and every once in a while I could hear them going, hello, hello, and they had to keep doing the pitch apparently because that's what they don't know really any want. better. Yeah, like, okay. We can't lose your place in the script, you know, that you're reading. (laughs) That's good. You're still there? Good. Nice guys. Well, that, you know, that's... And and speaking of customer service, 
I have one other person that I think may need to be fired, although this guy may get a reprieve when we get through the whole story. Mm. It has to do with my morning this morning. Would you like to hear it? Sure. sure. So I might have mentioned that the water company is uh, redoing all of the uh, main lines on my street. I experienced that. I don't think you mentioned it. Okay. Well, yesterday they came and dug a big hole in the front yard of State Lagoon Manor. And now, squarely in the middle of the front four feet of my yard, is a normal-sized manhole cover that wasn't there before. And my goodness, is it attractive. <laughs> in the middle of your front yard? Yep. In the, in the front four feet, you know, where they have an easement. I, I'm not disputing their right to put it there, but, you know, if you were going to do that, I would have liked to have known beforehand to not have to come home and see it. And I see a... A what looks like a pipe to me sticking up that looks like it's part of the uh, the sprinkler system to keep State Lagoon Manor looking green. So they and, whacked your pipe system. Well, that's what I thought. Now that turned out not to be true, but but just wait. <laughs> so I march down to the end of the street, whatever phone number you can call, and I leave two kind of angry, angry, snotty messages for the manager. And this morning, uh, uh, the hurricane tells me there's somebody out uh, in the manhole. Ah, good. So I go out to talk to this lad, and we'll call him Greybeard Man, because I don't know his name. And uh, was I nice to him? You know, I, I have to say, I have to say, I will apologize publicly. I, I was not nice to him, because it's not this guy's fault that there's a, a, a BF manhole cover right in the front of my yard, and that nobody called me. But as I'm talking to him, I'm like, you guys, like, couldn't talk to me? That's pretty poor customer service, don't you think? He's like, hey, don't go there. And he starts getting all threatening with me. If you go there, we're going to have a problem. I go, well, one of us is going to have a problem. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to mention to him that, you know, I'm a, I'm a uh, red belt in Brazilian combat taekwondo, and if that doesn't work, I'm just going to sit my big behind on his butt there on that uh, uh, manhole cover, and I'm going to squish him down into the hole like jelly. I was about to say, physics alone you win. <laughs> yeah, this this one the goons winning either way, but really, I'm going to be threatened in my own yard by some little pipsqueak digging holes? I don't think so. So I went inside and changed and went down and talked to a supervisor. Now, he's a smart union guy, so he knew what was up. And he comes storming down there, too, but I got there first. <laughs> and uh, and then I did the old passive-aggressive thing, mm -hmm. you know, where the, the, the supervisor, the foreman, is like, how can I help you, sir? And he's like, he takes his, we mentioned cigarettes. He took his cigarette and actually just lit it, and, and he threw it behind him on, on the dirt. And I go, don't do that, man. Those are expensive. It's not going to bother me if you smoke. And he's like, oh, thank you very much. So that was ding, ding, win. And and I explained the situation to him, and he said, I know, I know. He goes, look, we're not allowed to contact you. WSSC, that's the water company. They're supposed to do it, but um, I have to build what's on the plan. He goes, I agree with you. should be out in the street. doesn't need to be there. He goes, I doubt they're going to move it at this point. Yeah. But come on, let's go up, and I can show you some things to do that'll, yeah, over time, it'll make it a little better. Okay, so then I said, you know, I explained to him about, uh, I said, well, your, your man there uh, threatened me, and I'm still deciding whether I need to call the police or not. <laughs> oh, man. In fact, I have the hurricane on the phone right now, hanging out the door, holding the phone, going, I got him, honey. <laughs> I go, so tell me why I shouldn't do that to old Greybeard over there. Well, he's a nice guy. He's just a hothead, and I'm thinking, yeah, me too. 
I said, well, uh, I, you cut up my sprinkler system. And Greybeard, the, what got me was he goes, well, we cut that up and we didn't know who to call. And what really made him mad is I looked at the, the pipe, I looked at him, and I looked at my house, which is uh, 100 <laughs> yards away. And I shrugged my shoulders like, what are you, a dumbbell? And that's what I was thinking. What Are you, are you an idiot? You're and answering if, your own question. You know yeah, that, right? Yeah. So turns out that it's an old uh, Comcast cable line that they cut. And oh, they work better, and they and they were, and I don't have Comcast, so, and and I like Comcast about as much as I like Dish. So at that point, I was like, "All right." So we we the the uh, supervisor and I came to a came to an agreement. If I see Greybeard, I'll bring him a, a cup of coffee. I guess he doesn't have to be fired, but uh, boy, he sure did tick me off this morning. Well, as you can see, some people needed to be fired. Some people just get on your nerves. So ladies and gentlemen out there, you, you need to be nice because you never know who you're going to run into. And if you're not nice and you don't get someone who's as uh, benevolent as the goon, as you can hear from his thing, then... The benevolent goon. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. This royal goonness. Who knew? Stay classy. Stay classy.